the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Another day, another dollar. Time marches on. We get closer and closer to death and closer and closer to retirement. I'm not sure which one comes first for me. But I don't want to work till the day I die, so hopefully it's retirement, right? Phil Mickelson reminded us that he is a fun golfer to watch. And I only saw the highlights, but the last hour of that broadcast looks wild. For some reason, Americans love old people winning championships. It turns into a drama that you can't imagine. Mickelson walked off the 18th green. Fans mobbed him to get a look at what greatness is close up. The fact that you can swing a golf club and keep it under control for 200 yards is amazing, no doubt. I don't know if it deserves crowds following you like you're Jesus going through Nazareth or something like that. But that's what it looked like on TV. It was almost a religious type of experience. He's the oldest player to ever win a major, 50 years old. I think he's incredibly likable because he's quirky and he's a lefty. In a sport that has a lot of robotic players. I'm thinking of you, Tiger. Um, he's kind of an everyday. But at 50, he's the oldest winner of a championship ever. And I, I think the long story short here is he he entered it as a wild card last week. As kind of he used one of his, when you've won it before, you get an opportunity to get in. But he's not playing good golf. And then suddenly he's playing good golf. And. 50 is the story where every now and then you you dip your club into the fountain of youth and have that moment. The only reason I'm bringing that up is I think there's a story about how long you earn money. And I think we should all think about it for just a second. I've got a brother-in-law who hasn't worked for eight years. Lazy piece of poop, in my opinion. Not because... He can't get the ideal job. He used to be like an executive type at a big company like a Siemens, like a big conglomerate, international kind of company. And he had a pretty good career. But in the last eight years, he's he, when he lost, when everything started getting downsized due to the recession back then, he never found work again that he was willing to do, even though he could have driven for the gig economy and been an Uber Eats guy or something like that, helping his family connect the dots, so to speak. But he's 50-ish, and he hasn't worked in most of his 40s, which are the time of your career where you get peak earnings. It's the time of your career where you get that advancement to, we're making you partner. It's your time in your career where you get the seniority. I'm not picking on him, even though it sounds like I am. I'm, I'm picking on the American worker and asking you the question, how long do you want to work? What are your peak years? When do you want to retire? When you retire, you're going to lose cash flow coming in, and it's just going to be all money going out. 
minus a little bit of Social Security coming in. Are you comfy with that? I don't know. I just know that career plays a big part in you getting to retirement. NVIDIA on Friday announced a four-for-one stock split. It'll be interesting to watch how they do today and in the coming weeks. Are we enamored by that? I think NVIDIA is well-positioned for artificial intelligence. Stock's up 20 bucks today, up 3%. I'm looking at the NASDAQ up 1%, so it's beating the markets. It's more of a NASDAQ stock than an SP 500 stock or a Dow stock for sure. All major markets are higher today. Oil's a buck higher. Gold's three bucks higher. Silver's 37 cents higher. Everything's a winner. Even the 10-year Treasury's ticking a little bit lower, making it a little bit easier to borrow money. Thank you, markets, for complying with us. Bitcoin sits up 12% today. And you're like, ooh, sweet. Don't think it's 12% on Friday's close because the Bitcoin market doesn't close. It got down to as low as 32000 I believe, over the weekend. So it's at 37800 I don't know. Uh, other stories of note today. It's it's a big earnings week. It's last earnings week of the first quarter of the year. Earnings have not been the problem. Fear of inflation has been the problem. And one of the big stories on inflation is the cost of vacation, the cost of flights, the cost of hotels, the cost of restaurants. I went to a Giants game over the weekend. was not shocked. But they, they milk a lot of money out of you. It was fun to watch the Dodger fans, John, at the uh, Giants fans. I'm definitely more of a Giants fan. But truly, I grew up overseas, so my baseball knowledge isn't as good as yours. But I go with that. But inflation, going out and spending money with my family on entertainment costs a lot of money this weekend. Um, and I told you a couple weeks ago when we went to see King Kong versus Godzilla, it cost more money than it usually does. Is it that I'm ponying up for the extra tub of popcorn? Not really. It's that the experience is fewer people are there and you're paying more for of a premium for service. Oh, what do I have for you? Crypto creates a wild, wild west mentality. Robert Schiller had a great quote this weekend. And again, I bring it up in large part due to the fact that I'm a professional investor. I've made a career of creating wealth for myself and other people. I talk about what I do in as honest of a fashion as I feel comfortable. Schiller is a Nobel Prize economist and Yale professor. He recently shared his thoughts on cryptocurrency, calling it a very psychological market that creates a Wild West mentality where you're more of a gunslinger. The HBO series, Westworld, the basic premise is that you can pay a couple hundred thousand dollars, you can go in this world and you can sleep with prostitutes, you can hit bartenders, you can win a big poker game, you can dress in white and shoot the villain in black and kiss the girl on the way off from the farm. Wild West mentality has a fantasy element to it of there's some danger involved too. I like Schiller's commentary. Uh, is it the end-all, be-all Bible for how we approach investing in money? Probably not. But he said at one point in time in the conversation, he wants to touch Bitcoin. He, he actually wants to buy some Bitcoin 
just for the experience of doing it. And I think we've all been there, right? Um, like the uh, roller coasters or the thrill seekers who go down sides of mountains or who go down glass slides and buildings. I'm not a big fan of it. <laughs> I know you're saying, really? You're that much of a scaredy cat? Hey, let's not, let's not cancel me for saying scaredy cat, okay? Cats have feelings too. But Schiller went on to talk about home prices. And listen to this quote. He called the 2008 housing crisis pretty well and pretty eloquently. And he said, home prices have never been so high. My data goes back 100 years, so this is something. I don't think the whole thing is explained by central bank policy. There's something about sociology of markets that's happening right now. He says, if you got three to five years, I could imagine prices will be substantially lower than they are now. And maybe that's a good thing, not from the standpoint of a home owner, but from the standpoint of a prospective home buyer. And I agree. You got to have winners and losers. You can't just have home prices always going up. Homeowners, winner, 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 winner. Winner, screwed, 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 screwed. Anyhow, he's uh, throwing a little water on the enthusiasm for sure. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Once again, this is AGR. I'm lucky enough to have a radio show where I can blend some of my music and my kids' music into the show and say, this is what I do when I'm not doing money. I've always been a fan of the alternative narrative of living life. And I've always been a fan of alternative music. It kind of goes hand in hand. I think AJR won a big award last night. This is a song about mom. I'm moving out, but don't throw away my Legos. They're an indie band. And the financial story here is their first concert had three people in it. American Idol, the guy who just won last night, he's never done a road show. He's never done ballet and tap on the streets of New York. And, Try to make money living, you know, no. You can see the differences in society at different times, but it was cool to see an indie band win a big award and stand right next to Drake and Taylor Swift and The Weeknd and Billie Eilish. And again, Billie Eilish, very, very much so independent, in my opinion. Ariana Grande, not so much, but isn't it fun when you see an indie success story? Like, we're not just big corporations channeling it out. Anyway, I just throw that out there. Oh, the headlines and politics. I think we all want a summer of no political headlines. Or maybe we don't. I don't know. I can tell you that I think I'd be a little better off if I could get away from it just for a skosh or two. The big Fortnite game developer, Epic Games, and Apple are wrapping up their three-week trial. I'm not 100% sure where we're going to see a, a made-for-TV movie. I'm hoping we don't in this case. But this is a big one because Apple makes billions by you playing video games and buying those in-app purchases. And a lot of people say, is the phone a computer? Is the computer a phone? That seems to be at the center of the arguments for it. Could Epic, who makes billions, could they recreate the business model instead of paying it to Apple? Could they 
figure out a better way of paying it, you know, setting up a, an app or making a partnership with Amazon or go a different direction. They could because they're big and they have to make billions. So it's like two billionaires fighting. And you're just like, this seems ridiculous, but they're doing a lot of damage to each other. That'll have big ramifications for Apple. Because for the last five years, we've been saying hardware sales matter, but services have better margins. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. The Nasdaq's up 4.5% for the year. The SP 500's up 10.6%. The Dow's up 11.7%. Bitcoin's up 16%. One of the things I want to throw out there is those are all good numbers, except for the Nasdaq. But if you take the last two years of the Nasdaq, it, it, it sets the bar as pretty damn good, too. So even though you may feel like Wall Street's a little wonky or it's going to take my money or I'm going to buy high and sell low, it's doing its job again. Summer is here, and it means time to go to ballparks and time to go to movie theaters. And it seems that we're doing just that, but very slowly. So we're not back to pre-pandemic numbers. Hopefully, in about three months from now, we'll say we're closer. Maybe every month we say that. Fingers crossed, right? After the debacle year in 2020, the lucrative summer movie season unofficially kicked off with A Quiet Place Part 2. And with Cruella, that is slated to hit Memorial Day weekend. The ninth installment of Fast and Furious franchise, F9, Debuted in international markets, pulling in $162 million this weekend. And you got to say, that's a pretty damn good number. Okay, okay. That's in China, essentially, right? $162 million, or $135 million of the $162 million came from China. You know why I want to turn off political news? Because I, I want to take a break. Over the weekend, there's reports that the lab in China, in Wuhan, had three employees really, really sick in 2019. I'm starting to get to the point where I don't care of who caused it, other than the fact that you could write an international bestseller thriller on rumors. These three employees got sick. China's trying to control the world. I mean, think about the economic hit from COVID we had, right? Trillions of dollars worldwide. And then you'll see Bitcoin in China last week said, ah, yeah, we're not going to let no one's going to be doing Bitcoin transactions in financial institutions here. And you're like, wasn't 80% of Bitcoin mined in China? And you get in your head and you're like, I hate China. And it's that's the inappropriate thing to say. It's based on nothing other than rumor and conjecture. But you can kind of convince yourself like, I'm connecting the dots. I'm a stock detective. Which I once met the guy named the stock detective. And let's just say, eh. He wasn't the greatest detective, but he called himself the stock. I should be cautious. He lives in the area. So F9, Fast and Furious. Who even knew it was a movie? Who even knew Vin Diesel was still alive? You could have played that game dead or, dead or alive, and I'd been like, I'm 50-50 on this one. North American movie theater revenue plunged to $2.2 billion in 2020 from $11.4 billion in 2019. 
And what's funny about that is like, you're like, okay, North American movie theater, 11.4 billion. And then we see what we lost last week, a trillion dollars in Bitcoin. The damage done to teenagers and high school kids and millennials who bought Bitcoin and don't know what they're doing. It's an economic social warfare taking from the middle class and giving it to the Chinese. If you believe in that theory. Um, but it's like it's not it's not even close to what the movie theater industry lost. Oh, no, no, no. Bitcoin's five times as big. I'm just throwing that out there for you because I know some people like this kind of stuff. Looking ahead, what other big movies do we get? In the Heights, June 11th. Woo! I don't even know which one that is. Space Jam, July 16th, which I won't see. Ever since uh, LeBron James became a fish in my mind. I know you're saying fish, flopper. I won't see Space Jam. It's not like I see cartoon movies about basketball anyway. The Suicide Squad comes out August 6th. Candyman reboot comes out August 27th. Little known fact, I worked on a Clive Barker film. It was not Candyman. In my, not previous life, but in my early career, I got to do some projects. Working with Clive Barker wasn't a writing project. It was a making coffee for a person who was a writer. But... I wanted to see what it was all about. Um, am I going to see the Candyman reboot? No. Do I know a lot of Americans want to go to a movie on August 27th and get scared out of their pants? Yes. And I'm stoked by that. Now, again, Suicide Squad. Yeah, okay. Some people see it. Space Jam. I, I see a little bit of everything, a little bit of something for everyone there. What do you think? Do you think movie theaters come roaring back? Are you brave enough to invest in AMC? I'm not. Bok, bok, bok. I'm a chicken. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com or at the chicken farm down the road in Petaluma. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and your money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Dance monkey. Dance for me, dance for me, dance for me. There's something to be said about being a dancing monkey. And I feel like I am one when it comes to talking stocks for you. Just treat me with respect when you ask me a ridiculous question about what stock you want to own. And say thank you. And if you say please on top of it, you're more likely to get what you want. So I don't feel like a dance monkey. Um, I dig that song. Tones and I. Um, just chill. I don't know. Let's talk. Okay. Opioid death surged during the pandemic in three places. I can't make that into a story. There's just too much tragedy in it. And I hate that because I got called out pretty good by a fire chief during the wildfires three years ago. And I was like, someone said, Hey, do you think PG and E is going to survive? And I said, yeah, they'll survive. Cause uh, dead bodies are just a, a mathematical formula. And it's true. You know, my brother David and Peter, they're both attorneys. They're both older brothers, and they both gave me just sick, strange advice. Um, and they said, if you ever hit someone in a car, put it in reverse and kill them. And I'm, they were kidding, I think. 
And, and you ask yourself, why would they say that? A dead body is worth a lot less than a handicapped body in the eyes of the law. And like, whoa. So the opioid overdose angle, I, I, I can't like really touch because that's people's children. Um, try to compare PG&E's legal liability and bankruptcy when the fire chief said, there's still bodies in the houses, Rob. Wait a couple weeks before you comment on it until the bodies come out. And I think it's fair. Um, one of the things that makes the show work is that I don't have a lot of emotions. One of the things that makes it work is that I try to learn from my mistakes. I try. But I'm still going to make them. This weekend, we saw the victims of an Italian cable car crash include a frontline COVID-19 doctor, two children, and two Israelis. At least 14 people died. And what a horrifying event to be in, in a gondola going up in the sky and it snaps. I don't know the details, but it just goes to show you that some people didn't expect that to happen. And it could be a financial liability to the survivors. It shows you the flukiness of life. It's not lost on me when I see headlines like that, that today I could be in my car taking 0110110 to the dog park. And, uh, Someone rear-ends me, and boom, I'll be a financial liability. My death will be a financial liability to my family. That's why I have disability insurance in case they hit me and I don't die, but I can never work again. And that's why I have term life insurance in case they hit me and I die. It covers 10 times my salary, so it allows my family to mourn me or to throw a party. Ding dong, the witch is dead. The de mean old witch, the wicked witch. Ding dong. Um, I kind of want my kids to do that. That would make me happy if I were up there looking down. But when a, a cable car can crash, you go, whoa, let's stop and think like, what are the impacts? Those are real people. A volcano in the Congo erupted and killed 200. And to me, the more compelling story is the 14 people in a gondola because I think I relate more to them. Like I, I'm in, a, in the Congo. I'm like, I don't know where it is. I, is that like the, the, the deep part of Africa? I, I don't know. I can't find the Congo on a map. Is it on a map or is it a 1930s adventure movie where like my geography is not great. I will kick your butt in trivial pursuit, but it's cause I know how to take tests. I've never lost a game of trivial pursuit. If anyone wants to challenge me, Never lost a game. Here's the thing. You got to put up $10,000 and I will as well. Because I don't play games unless there's money involved. Awesome. Okay. Marvel's introducing a new group of immortal superheroes in the first teaser trailer for Eternals. And the only way I'm going to go see the Eternals is if someone tells me Angelina Jolie dies in it. Because I don't want to see Angelina Jolie. I like independent movies so much more. I, I, I just don't need to see these people yet again. Interesting note, Army of the Dead was the number one movie over the weekend on Netflix. Um, I don't think there was one well-known actor in the movie. I don't know all my young actors terribly well, but there was no Angelina Jolie collecting a paycheck. Or Selma Hayek, who, for the record, I think Selma Hayek is a beautiful woman. But I'm getting a little tired of every story about her. Is like, oh, I'm so, I, I was, 
I wasn't treated seriously because I wasn't beautiful or I was treated seriously because I was beautiful or I was her PR people are focusing on her aging with beauty like a lot too much. But Disney's got some pretty – they've got a lineup. They've got a lineup. They'll be fine uh, in my opinion. So, again, let's go back to one of the mutual fund managers that I've followed in my career. It was a guy named Louis Navalier. And Navalier is a quant guy. I'm a product guy mostly. I want to see a company make good product. I want to see a great company. And then I get interested in the revenues and the margins and the cash flow and the debt, the competition. Navalier is the kind of guy who picks stocks based on just numbers. How much cash? Like he doesn't know the name of the company when he buys it. In theory, he does, but he doesn't. Um, and he's a growth guy. So he's, he's a quant guy, quant implying just analytics on numbers to me. Um, so what is he buying today? He, for the record, he has been a long-term winner as far as investors go. His portfolio is diversified and consists of small cap, mid cap, and large cap stocks. Um, He's having a good year. He is a very good example of studying a growth manager based on numbers. Like, for instance, I may favor Apple over Google because I like the phone or the system or the, the uh, industrial design better. You may like Google's price points better. You may like the integration to Google Maps and everything. I don't know. But he says Apple's going to start using in-house developed 5G modems in its iPhone lineup as soon as 2023. Apple's in-house 5G modems and processor will make it possible for a superior integration. It can tap into higher performance levels in future iPhones. He recently said Apple gave Corning a $45 million worth of funding as a part of efforts to facilitate R&D. He likes Apple on a quant level. Amazon is another high-ranking stock in his portfolio. He expects Amazon to continue tapping into growth opportunities by extending, expanding its service across more regions in the world. That's hard to fathom that we probably know Amazon from our own local experiences. But they're nowhere near what they could be in Canada or the UK that they are in the United States. Plus, he talked about how Amazon's got a lot of brands that are themselves like batteries, a billion-dollar category. It's like Apple's got a business on their cords that's a billion-plus-dollar business. So when your cord gets broken or snapped or lost or they change cords on you, billions of dollars people spend. He also likes NVIDIA and Microsoft. Boy, he's liking the big-cap growth names, no? So he may eliminate himself from you because of that bias. But then you get into some of his other holdings. And I like just starting some research on some other things. For instance, uh, he owns a company called Biotechni, which manufactures, develops, and sells life science reagents, instruments, and services. And I like the idea. They're selling the bullets. They're selling the supplies to help create vaccines, to help create drugs. 
So I've never heard of biotechny. Ticker symbol is T-E-C-H, tech, T-E-C-H. Stifled Nicholas, I saw upgraded the stock to buy from hold with a price target of 475. So I see a lot of momentum. I look at the past on it. I see other funds holding it like Baron Growth. Some of the other names in his list include things like Cloudflare. Okay. I'll see things like Tencent Music Entertainment, which is a Chinese um, Apple Music for uh, tickets and other things. He has Pinterest on his list. Where I'm like, Pinterest, okay, okay, okay. For me, that's fun. That's like you looking at the sports page today and say, okay, so the Giants fell out of first place. Where are the Dodgers? Where are the San Diego? Let's take a look at that San Diego game. Like, you like perusing the sports page. I like perusing the business page. I love Robert Schiller's comments that we are in a wild, wild west psychological part of Bitcoin and home prices. Where a lot of people want the experience, but not necessarily the risk. But the risk is where the experience lies. Can I hit a home run with very little? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking to all things financial money, investing, and more. Wildly, wildly appreciate your feedback and your insights and staying with me for all these years. There's a solid bid on the market today. There's good news behind the bid to push us higher. The bid on Wall Street is predicated, in my thoughts, on the buy on the dip vigor. Which at some point in time, the buy on the dip won't work. To give you an example, tech stocks went crazy in the 1990s. And in 2000, they went down huge. In 2001, down. In 2002, down. It wasn't a one week, we're we're done. Now, here's a thought. I think the markets are a lot more electronic. They've got a lot more participants. I think they've got a lot more short-term visitors, so to speak. So I do think that 2021 is different than 2000 to 2002. And I do think corrections and bear markets could be shorter, but you got to be ready for one, okay? We're not always going to buy on the dip. Sometimes it's going to get worse. Bernstein upgraded beyond meat to outperform from neutral. Beyond meat has figured out how to make meat a little bit, how shall we say, cheaper. The plant-based protein. Citigroup upgraded HP to buy from neutral. Now, I don't know if you're with me or against me here. You have to pick a side. This is a civil war. But who the hell cares about Hewlett-Packard? No disrespect. You can make money trading it. But do you think it's a good long-term investment? I get if you work there and you're getting stock options and stuff like that, I get some angles that we can play with. Jeffrey's downgraded Campbell's soup. Mm-mm, good to hold from buy. Is that because the pandemic-type mentality is ending? Do you remember in the last 18 months we need to go to the grocery store or someone would go to the grocery store for you? You're like, 
we should get some Campbell's soup because I think that stuff lives through uh, nuclear wars. And we didn't know when it would be going back to the grocery store. So Campbell's soup was a big winner as we went a little bit more to packaged goods. Bank of America downgraded Dollar General to underperform from neutral. Dollar General reports numbers this week. Bank of America is going to have a pretty good idea on the spending trends in America. But Dollar General to me is a play, and I don't own it, but it would be a play on tough economy, people trying to stretch dollars. Goldman Sachs started coverage of Coinbase with a buy. If I were to buy Bitcoin, it would probably be through an ETF and not through an individual name or an individual currency. Wells Fargo started coverage of Tesla with an equal weight. Although, I do want to point this out to you. I think this should be enlightening. This should be a nice example of, will this work on the fly? Let's take a look at Ford. Ford's got that electric F-150 truck that came out last week, or they introduced us to. So, EVs are becoming more product better put together I feel the Toyota Prius was a piece of poop it was awful I didn't care for it it literally felt like a golf cart with the ability to go on a highway but it felt like a golf cart where you go it didn't feel like a good experience to me Tesla redefined the, the experience of electric vehicles and now Ford's getting in on the game too. So does Ford have some play here? Well, in the last two years, it's gone from $4.85 to $13. That's a pretty damn good return. And it has busted to five-year highs. On a momentum level, it has broken the ceiling on good product or perceived good product from the Ford F-150. I still have serious questions on when you start towing with it, when you start doing truck-like things that you do with Ford F-150s, Ford 250s, Ford 350s. Those are big vehicles and they consume a lot of gasoline, but they create a lot of power and a lot of torque and a lot of towing ability. I will be interested to see if the electric vehicle can do similar performance. It, the data says that it could, but I want to see the real world on it. But congratulations to Ford, and that's a bad sign for Tesla. When Ford stock is hitting a five-year high on electric vehicles, it's telling you the field's getting a little bit more players. If you're playing soccer all by yourself, it's easy to score 100 goals. But when there's another player trying to stop you, it gets a little bit more intriguing. Norwegian Cruise Line said they're going to return to U.S. sailing in August. More than a year after the pandemic brought the industry to a virtual standstill. Still not going to find me on the Norwegian cruise lines or the love boat. Royal Caribbean, nope, not going to be on it. But as COVID-19 conditions allow sailing, we're thinking, let's go find love in the open ocean. Let Captain Steubing and Gopher serve me a tropical drink. Vacations are a big story this year. I'll be interested to see the pricing on cruises. Did they go super cheap for the first six months? 
get people back in the water, so to speak. Like the airline industry did. You might not have noticed this, but earlier this month, Delta said, no more change fees. So we don't want you buying the cheapest ticket possible. We want the cheapest ticket possibly unattractive to you. Change fees are no longer free. Now you're going to be paid. So now you're going to think a little bit more about your ticket. Pretty big inflation in hotel leisure prices. That's typically a good thing from an investor standpoint. Because demand is going to be very, very strong in hotel and leisure for the foreseeable future. Definitely starting this summer. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com.